All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. What'd you have for breakfast this morning? Is that how you're going to start? Yeah, That's, I'd like to know. You're not even going to say hi to the people who are listening? Hi, everybody listening. We're so glad that you're with us. Yeah. The burning question of the day. So hospitable. Is Nick, what did you have for breakfast? And actually, I'd like to preface it with, did you even eat breakfast? Uh, I ate a Cliff Bar. Okay. <laughs> okay. Also, we have a, a guy sitting in here with us, Zach, um, and he just looked at me with the most wildest, like, what the heck are you thinking? It was a little What's bit judgy. From, yeah, honestly. it was a little judgy. A little judgy. This is, I mean, is this podcast going to be judgy? No. Why, why is he here? I'm not entirely sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we love you. We're glad you're here. Um, is that disappointing to you? Like Cliff Bar, is that? No, that's great. You had breakfast. Good okay. for you. What did you eat for breakfast? two pieces of Ezekiel. It's either 419 or 4.9 bread. I have no idea what that is. It's like really healthy for you bread. Why is it called Ezekiel? Because it comes out literally in Ezekiel 4. I think it's 9. There's like a recipe for bread and this company made it Okay. and then they sell it and it's supposed to be really good for you. That's it? Uh, I had peanut butter on it. Okay. Well, if you're curious, you guys are listening to a podcast where one person eats a Cliff Bar and the other person eats Bible bread. <laughs> Bible bread. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Kyle, uh, I just got back from vacation. Okay. And from Northern Michigan, and it was a little hotter than I wanted it to be. Like I oh, went north. I'm so sad. For I, you. It is. Thank, yeah. And is that pity? You, uh-huh. you giving me pity? Yes. I hate pity. A little bit of false pity. But. False pity. Um, I we went north because I wanted to get away from the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last year we went to Seattle, and it was like 65 degrees. It was amazing, but it was like 82. It was super disappointing. I hate the heat. How, what do you think about that? It's kind of mind-blowing, huh? That you hate the heat? Yeah. Well, that the heat is sad. The heat makes you sad? Does the heat make you sad? It makes no, me sad. No, I love the heat. You like the heat? Like it human? means it's summer. So and you, then summer is like fun. Summer is like be outside and stay out late and do fun stuff with people you love. I can do that in the fall. Not as long. Sunsets yeah, earlier. No, you can still do it. Well, not really. You can't, you can't like... Well, you just go inside and like do something fun inside. Uh, Insects sound was fun. Okay, well, this has been productive. Hey, if you guys love fall and not summer like me, I I need some support. So just please let me know. Um, now you know what, Kyle. I'm kind of feeling like I don't belong here anymore because of that comment you just made. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see what's happening. Keep going. What I want to talk about today is what do I do when I feel like I don't belong? And the reason I want to talk about that is because shame, which is underneath feeling like you don't belong, is this root. That is a lot of people, they don't even know it's there and it prevents them from being fully themselves. And I've personally experienced that and I want to talk about it. Yeah. Shame's a, re- a weird word. Yeah, it is. But that feeling of like, I just don't belong. No yep. one's really in my corner and they figured out who I was. They wouldn't like me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, one, that's pretty normal. Okay. Do you ever, do you ever have moments you do feel like you belong? Yeah. 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 What are those moments like? Uh, well, I feel free. And I feel like I can be myself. And I think that is important. When I feel like I can be myself. Is it, like, who are you with? Who are the people? People I trust and I know they love me. Yeah, but, like, what are their names? Sarah. Who is? My wife. Okay. <laughs> um, probably my some of my closest friends, Zach. 
Garrett. So not sorry, this Zach. Not <laughs> Zach from Texas. Not okay. sorry, Zach. Hey, one day I hope we get there. Um, Garrett and Matt. You know Matt, camera guy. Oh yeah, yeah, love him. Yeah. So the, okay, so those are the people. Okay. Why do you feel like you belong with those people? Uh, they try to understand me. They try to understand you. Try, yeah, try to understand me. That's interesting. So that suggests you don't think they fully understand you. No, no. I mean, that's almost impossible. They demonstrate that they want to know you, the real you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They show that they want to know me, even when they really, really piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) Do 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 you also genuinely want to know them? Yeah, I do. And I make sure they know that. So that taps into something critical, mm-hmm. uh, and I think is a big, a big part of it. The number one human need, according to psychology, is that you need to know and be known. That's okay. where like satisfaction and happiness and all that stuff actually come from. It's not from having a whole bunch of stuff or achieving really great things or earning all the trophies or whatever. It's actually, I will be my most happy and fulfilled when I know... And I'm known fully. I thought money got you that. No, no, it doesn't. (laughs) doesn't. A lot of people do that. No, it doesn't. Um, And so this thing of belonging, I bring that up to say belonging is a thing to not ignore. I, I, in my life, when I was 22, I moved to a new city where I didn't know anybody. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had my first like real paycheck where like I could afford stuff. So I got a car lease. That was a bad idea. Don't do that. I uh, did that. Got my own apartment. Super excited about it. Vaulted ceilings. Oh, so wow. great. It was so great. You so then my first paycheck, stocking my bar, because I was like, oh I'm going to have people over, and I want to make sure that I've got all the stuff. I've got everything good. I got uh, Jaeger and Goldschlager. Do you know okay. what that is? I don't know what Goldschlager is. It's disgusting. But it has real gold well, in it. What is it? Apparently. What? It's like a it's like a cinnamon li- liquor with gold. You don't need to. You Zach's need, giving us a thumbs down. Yeah, which don't. Means it must be really bad. No one needs to go try it. Okay. What kind of what kind is it? But it's what was it? Uh, I don't even know. Like rum? No. Okay. I don't know. You don't it's even clear know? with gold flakes and tastes like clear cinnamon. with gold flakes and tastes like yeah. cinnamon. Don't get any. Okay. That's my, that's maybe that's the number one thing. Okay, cool. So anyway, I did all this and because my because I was like I'm gonna have people over. It's gonna be great. And then like uh, two weeks into living there, like I still don't have any friends. Oh. And then like three weeks okay. into living there, like I still don't have any friends. And I was trying to meet people. And I was going to work and all this stuff. And I remember, it's in my apartment, and I I felt this sense of needing to belong and not being able to, mm-hmm. and I thought this is a weakness I have to overcome. Like my need Mm -hmm. of belonging is somehow a broken thing in me. And if I can just get myself to not need people, well, then I'll be, I'll be happy. And so I tried that for a while um, and it did not work out whatsoever. Well, how were you trying? Like, I didn't try to meet anybody because it's uncomfortable to meet new people in a new city. So like I just stopped doing the stuff that would, bring me people to belong to if that makes sense no that wait can you expand on that um i didn't go to so like work would end and people would go do happy hours Mm -hmm. i just Mm -hmm. didn't go to those Mm. uh there was a like a college young adults thing at a church near me that i went to a couple times and tried to meet people and it didn't work and i just stopped okay it's like i'm not gonna like how how much effort did you try you know like one week two weeks uh like 
probably three, three? and I signed okay. up for stuff. Like oh, they had okay. like a, oh, we're all going to go do the thing. Okay. Sign up here. And I was like, oh, cool. And I signed up. Okay. And I was like, someone's going to call me or text me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. No one ever did. Yeah. So you still felt like, oh man, I don't belong. Yeah. I felt like I didn't belong, but my solution was just overcome the weakness of needing to belong. And oh. I bring that up to say that the first thing you have to understand is that your need, the feeling in you mm-hmm. of I don't belong yeah. is driven by a need you have to belong that you cannot overcome. Right. The very best thing you can do is to say, yeah. this, is, this isn't a weakness in me. It's a real need. Now, yeah. how, how, do I, how do I meet it? How do I right. truly belong somewhere? That reminds me of, um, I was talking to someone and I brought up like, hey, I think I might go to counseling. And I was scared of like, I feel weak admitting that. And I don't know what people are going to think of me. I, don't, I kind of felt like I was defeated. And he looked at me and he said, what's the first thing God says isn't good? And um, I thought about it as like when man is alone. So we, and he basically said to me, like, we need people. And the sooner you realize that, the happier and the better off you're going to be. Yes. And also um, counseling was amazing and I'm much better now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Because you had somebody who wanted to know you. Yes. Right. Helped me process things. Yeah. Helped you get there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So uh, something I also experienced um, along this, along these lines is shame. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. This is something I'm very passionate about because no one taught me what it was. And I I had battled it for my whole life, probably 22 years. No one told me anything about it. And basically shame in my best definition is um, the feeling of wanting to hide from people, from being seen, whatever, hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was at like this conference and I was sitting in the back because I was too, 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 uh, scared to sit with people. Sarah was the only one sitting with me. She was very <laughs> gracious and merciful to just like sit with me in my difficult feelings of like, Hey, it's okay. You need to sit in the back. You need to sit in the back. And I was sitting there, um, in the back while all of my friends were at the very front. This thing was filled with like 2000 people. And as I was sitting there, I, I don't know what, what it was. It must've been the Holy spirit basically impressed on me. Like, Hey, this is shame and it's time to fight it. Like you, yeah. you need to overcome this. And since then, like I've had, I've taken years, years to fight it. And it's really hard. It's really hard. Um, and I want people to know about it because the sooner you can learn what it is and start fighting it, the sooner you will feel like you belong and be someone who actively fights against shame. So shame is what keeps you from belonging because shame says I'm not worth knowing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the hiding part, yeah. right? And you overcoming shame then has led you to like now you feel like you have some people who you like you belong to. Yeah. 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 What so how did you do that? Like you said overcoming is it really was, important. What did you yeah. what did you do over this? I mean, it was painful. I mean I started like at first like, what even is this thing? Because like I'm serious, no one ever told me what it was, which kind of frustrates me. Okay, so make sure I understand. What yeah. is it? What is it? And shame? Yeah. Uh feeling like you want to hide yourself or I, I think maybe even a stronger way to put it is feeling like you are wrong. Not that you did something wrong, that you are wrong. Who I am is wrong. Yeah. Who I am, who I am built to be is wrong. Yeah. And that feeling makes me go like hide, stay in a corner, not talk to people. Um, it's the thing in your head where it's like, oh, it would be really nice and loving to do this simple hold the door open for somebody. And shame says, actually, I should keep on walking because that's awkward. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Uh, so that's what happened at first of just like learning what it was. 
and it sucked. And honestly, as I learned more at first, I was like, I don't even know what to do about it. So what did you, what did you do first? Um, I don't think I really did anything for a couple of years. I just like absorbed the shame. I was like, oh, oh, it's everywhere. It's here. It's over there. It's in my entire life. And I, I'm not winning. I'm losing. Um, I can't be myself around people. I'm wearing a mask. So actually what I would say is I just experienced it and actually learned it and named things that were happening, like wearing a mask. I actually, for the first time, realized that I was putting a mask on in front of people so that I would be liked. Awesome. <laughs> totally awesome Kyle. Kyle's looking something up I'm sure it's something pertaining to the topic but I think he just said awesome he's like I don't quite know what you said uh, no I know what you said Oh, I, I do know what you said yeah it's not awesome no it's not <laughs> it's not awesome at all so if I was you yeah what would you tell me to do if if you were me yeah um like wait, like back in the day when you were like, oh my gosh, I don't, I feel like who I am is wrong. Name it. So like, this is shame. Like I don't, we're even scared to talk about it. Yeah. People don't even name it anymore. Um, I say anymore. I don't, I don't know. Um, and then I would say, get people around you who love you and ask for help. Ask them to talk about it with you, learn about it. What is shame? How does, um, God fight shame? How does Jesus fight shame? Cause there are fantastic examples, um, that talk through that. Yep. And invite people in around you to help with it. Like, talk through it. I remember having conversation with Zach, who was the best man in my wedding. Um, like, hey, this is my experience with shame. He didn't understand it at all, but he was with mm. me in it, and he loved me more because of it. And he took time of like, I don't, I don't get this, but I hear you, I believe you, and I'm with you in it. Mm -hmm. So that, that even helped. Like, I was loved in a place where uh, I didn't even know existed for the longest time in my life. Hmm. What did, what did God have to do with this journey? Uh, can you, what do you mean? Um, so a lot of what we're talking about, there's, there's solutions out there, mm -hmm. right? Um, you just need to fully love yourself and fully accept yourself and yeah. find the people who will fully love you and fully accept you. Yeah. Cool. I can do that without God. You can love yourself without God. Sure. Okay. So you're asking. So you're saying, like, how did I do that without God? Yeah. Or did God have a role in this journey for you? No, he definitely had a role. <laughs> it it kind it? of evolved into who am I? Like that's the question that I started asking. Yeah. God, who am I? Like, who did you make me? Because if I knew, if I know who I am, then I can fully like become that person and fully accept that person yeah. who God says I am. Yeah. And I, I it would remove the doubts because I think actually a lot of the shame that I was dealing with came with like, am I accepted? It's like, I don't even know what, what am I trying to be accepted for? I don't like likable, nice, uh, funny. Like I don't, the, all these adjectives that fill in the blank of like, maybe I'll just become a chameleon and become whoever this person in front of me needs to be so that they can like me. But mm. in the process, I don't show who I am. Um, and I stay insecure in the meantime. Hmm. Okay, I'm looking something up. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> um, so here's the thing with shame mm -hmm. that we have to talk about. Yeah. Shame is effective, right? What does that mean? Ah, oh, man. Like when shame, when that feeling comes on you of like, man, who I am is wrong. Yeah. It's really effective. The reason it's effective is because it latches onto a truth. Now, I, I would say mm. that biblically that shame you feel 
yeah. is a lie. Yeah. However, it's effective because it's attached to a truth. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I, I messed up. Therefore, mm-hmm. who I am is just is right. just awful. Right. And I am not worth anybody right. loving me. I, I am I am shameful. Right. Um, good news for me, the overcoming shame part of my journey was really attached to that question you ask of, well, who am I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would just argue and submit to you the very best version of who you are, that very best answer can't come from you. Okay. You can't define yourself. You need that higher level, who defines me? You have to answer that yeah. question first. Yeah. Before you can say, who am I? You have to answer, who tells me? Who answers that question? Right. And in, in my case, with uh, my perspective of God, the faith that I have, yeah. my, my answer to that question was, well, God says who I am. And then I had to go, well, who does God say that I am? Mm-hmm. And I came across all these verses. I actually made a document. You made a document for this? Yeah. Um, wow. It is, um, I just pulled it up. This was pulling up in Google Docs. It's 12 pages long. Oh my gosh. And it's all Bible verses here. Right? Regarding what? Like um, how God feels about me. Oh, wow. Here, you can scroll. You, you can Receiving scroll love. Passing Nick scripture. my computer. Here, I'll just pick. Can I pick random ones? Sure. Okay. Isaiah 46, 4. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. That's cool. So that one I captured, right? And I just yeah. I went through the whole Bible and I just tried to figure out what does God say about me? And yeah. I found that verse and I went, oh, okay. So this seems to say God will always be with me, even mm-hmm. when I'm old, even when it doesn't say anything about my behavior. It mm-hmm. didn't say as long as, you know, you're old, as long as you did all the right stuff. Yeah. It's like, no, he, he'll never... Leave me. There's another one in there you'll find from Hebrews 2 where it says Jesus is not ashamed to call us brothers. Uh-huh. I found that one. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wait, Jesus isn't ashamed of me? Yeah. I kind of always figured in this metaphor the Bible uses of like, he's our brother, you know, my bro Jesus, <laughs> that he'd be the brother who was like, yeah, uh, I mean, technically, Nick is my brother, but like, you know, he, <laughs> none of us really like him. And I mean, we have to invite him to Thanksgiving, but like, we kind of wish he wouldn't come. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. that's kind of what I always thought. And then I yeah. just saw verse after verse that seemed to say the right. exact opposite, that Jesus wasn't ashamed about me. Yeah. God wasn't abandoning me. He wasn't giving up on me. He actually seemed to like me always, no matter what. Hmm. That's the summary hmm. of that entire 12 pages of Bible verses is God loves me yep. always, no matter what. And I could either decide that God is an idiot. Yeah. What an idiot. He loves people who, should, who should, aren't worth it. Yeah. Or I could decide that maybe God knew the best and maybe God was right about me. Okay. Maybe I was worth knowing and, Interesting. and, and maybe I was worth loving. Uh, so you informed who you are based on what God says? 100%. Okay. Um, what's interesting, like why is that more trustworthy than what somebody else says to me like there's a lot of identity building based yeah. on what people determine around you like if you hear enough times around you like oh you're so stupid or like uh oh you're so weak or they may not they probably don't say it that literally they probably say things that mean that yep it's really hard not to take that in you know what i mean totally um yes. how do you and so i'm guessing you fight that with this but why is this more trustworthy 
than people. Well, so let's let, let's just lay out our logic here, right? So that that it's clear this conversation. Um, shame is awful. Yeah. Shame yeah. is about who am I? Yeah. Answering that question: right. Am I worth knowing and loving, or am I not? Yeah. That's that's it's mm-hmm. that simple. Mm-hmm. Before you answer that question, you have to ask the question: Who gets to tell me the answer? Right. To tell whether me. I'm worth knowing and loving. Right. Tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. And there are, like, like you pointed out, there's lots of places and people and things who want to give you that answer. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. of them are actually people in your life. They're friends who can invite right. you to something or not, who can text you back or not, or who, yeah. you know, they can include you or not. Yeah. Um, they can get you or not. Some of them are things about you. Yeah. Um, for me, one of the things that tried to tell me whether I was good or bad was my my memory of ADHD and I can remember anything. So I thought for a long time, I am a broken brained person. Oh, wow. And so I'm not worth knowing or loving because I'll just forget your birthday or your whatever. <laughs> like, I'm just not, I'm just not going to be that. And to yeah. say, like, I'm like, don't count on me to remember your birthday, but it yeah. uh, doesn't mean I don't know you or love you. doesn't mean I'm not, <laughs> right. I'm not worth knowing and loving. Um, so I had to answer who, who gets to tell me. And I realized that for me, yeah. actually at the end of the day, it was me telling me. Because mm-hmm. what I was doing is I was collecting all day long from all of these inputs. I right. would collect what my boss said in a meeting right. or whether the team responded to an idea that I had yeah. or whether my grade came back the way I wanted or whether I got the thing that happened or whether yeah. the girl texted me back or not or whatever. Like those all, all those things all day long added up to every single day, me weighing them and going, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a piece of crap or I'm not. Right, you know, I'm yeah. full of shame, or or I'm right. worth love, and and I just realized, like, well, I don't actually want to answer this question for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. exhausting. Right, and so then I went, well, who's who's qualified to answer the question? Yeah, who can tell me whether I'm good? And I'm like, well, my mom can, yeah. I guess, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, but I don't live with my mom anymore, so right. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's gonna, what's your mom gonna <laughs> say? Can you trust what your mom says? Act? Do you trust what your mom says when your mom tells you to do things? He's thinking about it. Oh, when she tells me I'm super handsome. Yeah. Other than that. Right. When yeah, obviously when she gets <laughs> only it right. that. If it's only that, maybe there's some stuff you gotta think about here. <laughs> I was like, man, I want somebody who who knows me well. Yeah, right. And then I go to the Bible, and in that thing you'll find you'll find scripture from Psalm one forty four, one fifty four, where God okay. basically lays out like, here's how well I know you. Yeah. I know every single hair on your head. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. says, I know every single word. That you yeah. will speak and have spoken before you ever have. That means yeah. that if I live till 85, yeah. God knows what I'm going to say when I'm 85. And he's still yeah. like, and I love you. Right. Like, Whoa, okay. So maybe that person who knows me so exceptionally well, maybe he's the person who's qualified to answer the mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. And that's the decision I made. God can answer this question for me. Yeah. But then when I made the decision, I honestly didn't know what he thought. Like I, I, I think in, in faith circles growing up, I think... I kind of cobbled together like God is happy with me if I just did the right thing recently. Yeah. And recent is like, I don't know, until I don't feel horrible about it anymore. 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like this constant like whether I measured up or whether I I didn't. And then I realized like, oh, well, well, then God's not defining me. Right. I'm still defining me in that scenario. Right, right. right. I'm still God. Yeah. Like that's basically what I got to. It was like, I think that means I'm God. Right. If my behavior ultimately, def- 
wait a minute. Yeah. And then I just went to, like I said, I went to the Bible and I just picked out every verse I can about how God, God what yeah. God says about me. And I came up with 12 pages that add up to, mm-hmm. he loves me always, no matter what. And, and so that, I'm worth it. that also gets into all sorts of things like earning love instead of like God gives it freely. Um, I've been, I've been meeting up with a good friend recently because he had questions about faith or just like in general spirituality. All I did was ask him questions. Um, and he really wanted to know like what his purpose is. Obviously I don't know the answer to that, but what I told him was like, I get that from God. He tells me who I am. And from there I can go forward. Like when I know who I am, it helps inform where I'm going. He found a lot of comfort in that, uh, but he didn't believe it yet. Um, until he started following Jesus and now he's like searching for that, which I think is kind of cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you know the answer for you? Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've taken a good few years to ask this question. Like if, if you're listening and you're going to start asking this question, you're going to have to be patient. Like all I wanted was God to send me a letter in the mail and be like, Hey Nick, this is exactly who you are. Yeah. Um, but I do know who I am and I'm still figuring out like it'll be something that I will figure out for the rest of my life. But there are a few things I do know about myself and yeah. that's in two categories. There's universal identity, the one that everybody gets when they believe in Jesus, like redeemed, loved, chosen. Um, and then I have my unique identity, the one that I know God specifically wired in me. I know I'm a creative person. I'm a creator. I'm a community builder. Um, I'm a guide of sorts. I like to help people like take their next step. Like, Hey, we need to go this direction. Um, and I'm very caring and empathetic in that. So yeah, those are a few things like I know that's true about me and it helps me make a decision of like when two options are presented in front of me, because what'll happen if you don't know who you are, you'll get really confused. Like, Oh, there's option a and there's option B option a looks really pretty, but it has, it's totally anti who I am. And then there's option B. It's like a little less glamorous, but it's exactly who God made you to be. It's like, I would say you need to take option B because God's made you for that. And option A is really just listening too much to what people in the world say. And you're going to go a direction that's actually a lot more confusing. Well, I think that, that those options A and B, you know, this, this whole thing started with shame, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to think about option A and B in life in terms of like really big stuff. You know, should I right. go to grad school or should right. I not? Right. That's a big important choice. But yeah. really every day you actually have a hundred different choices yeah. of how to respond and how to think and how to view yourself and view God and yeah. other people. And the critical part is every day when the thing doesn't go your way um, or you, you you fail. I mean, yeah. I fail all the time at stuff. Yeah. Is well, how do I respond? Yeah. Do yeah. I listen to shame that goes like, "See, I told you so." Right. I right. told you. You'd me- I knew you'd mess up. Yeah. You knew you'd mess up. You're not surprised. I'm not surprised. It's because you suck. Do I listen to that, or do I make the choice every day to go like, "Hey, regardless of what happens today, I, I, who I am is loved and worth loving and redeemed mm-hmm. and good." That's that's what God says about me. Yeah. And I'm not going to disagree with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a few encouragements I want to give to people because I, I, I struggle with shame every single day. Like I am to a point where I can handle it, but it's still, it's very, very hard. And if you're listening and you're someone who struggles with that feeling of not belonging, that feeling of wanting to hide or the feeling of I am wrong. Um, especially men, like it's not talked about to men, 
um, and it's uh, it's disappointing because we have to we all we all need to overcome that. Something, <laughs> some advice I heard once, which made me so angry, Kyle. Somebody said, uh, "Don't be passive." And I sat there. I was a, I was a really young Christian, like I just started believing in Jesus, and everything inside me was like, "Okay, don't be passive. I don't want to be passive." I don't want to be passive. Somebody tell me how not to be passive. <laughs> and that like that induced so much shame in me of like I you think I want to be here and be passive? No, please somebody teach me how not to be passive. Uh-huh. So just like have some mercy in yourself. Kyle talked about that once with um Timothy the the letter Paul wrote, have mercy um for yourself because you're going to make mistakes. Um and also shame God knows what shame is and there's like some really good examples. It's the first thing God fights actually from sin did you know that no no so in in genesis after sinning the first thing um god provides is clothing right because they were feeling shame oh yeah yeah so yeah yeah. and i don't know maybe you can you can argue if there are things happen first or afterwards but that's what i saw and also like the woman at the well she was experiencing shame totally and jesus like goes directly to her and pulls her out of it by calling it out. And then, you know, the woman who was bleeding? Yeah. Jesus also calls her out too and pulls her out of shame by calling it out. So shame is brutal. It's ugly, but God knows it. Jesus knows it. And he wants to pull you out of it by calling it out, which hurts. It It is painful, but he wants to bring it to light because the light is what gets rid of it. So can I give you something to do? Please. You and anybody else? Yeah. Memorize Hebrews 2.11, which, let me just Google it. Hebrews 2... And then a call on 11. Are you going to tell me what it is? Yeah. It says, <laughs> both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. Hmm. Memorize the words and put it to you. So read it not as third person abstract. That's the problem with the Bible is you can read this as like, what a wonderful thing for other people. No, he's talking to you. <laughs> So when it says both the one who makes people holy, read that as both the one who makes me mm-hmm. holy and those who are being are made holy, me, yeah. um, are of the same family. Oh my gosh, me, me and Jesus are in the same family. Yeah. So Jesus is not ashamed to call me brother right. or call me sister. Right. And the reason to memorize that is to say, just to put in front of you super, super clearly the choice you have. Yeah. Am I going to agree with Jesus or not? Yeah. And I would just say, if you're going to disagree, why? Yeah. Why yeah. would you choose a worse answer than him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. D- don't do that. You don't, you, don't, you totally. don't need to. You can just agree with who Jesus, who is the creator of the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Says you are. He says, he says you're his brother, your sister. He's not yeah. ashamed to call you that. Why would you be ashamed of it? Right. And then you can just, it's not, it's not that memorizing that's going to give you some magical formula and oh my gosh, everything's just immediately better, but it can give you a place to start in a prayer. And you can just say to God, you you might read it and go like, I don't believe that. Yeah. And you could just say, God, could you help me believe it mm-hmm. more tomorrow right. than I did today? Yeah. And then time. you can wake up and you can look at the verse again. You can repeat the words in your head and you can say, you're not ashamed to call me brother. Help me not be ashamed of me today. Help me see me the way that you see me, Jesus. And you can just do that. And if you do that day after day after day, I believe God will answer that and start to tell you who you really are and you'll start to believe it too. Totally. I love that. 
Hey, we love you guys. If this helped anybody, um, send it to someone else. There you go. Bye. See you. I liked it. Yeah. What do you think, Kyle? Hit stop. Yeah. Hit stop.